Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick. My name is Amanda, and here we are, another episode, another Thursday, and I'm very excited. Today I have a guest, her name is Tasha, but I'm going to go ahead and let Tasha fully introduce herself. Hey everybody, thank you so much for having me. I'm Tasha, I go by uh, at Tasha Teaches Truth on Instagram. I am a teacher, I'm a kingdom teacher, um, two times author, um, primarily known for my gifts of Holy Spirit activation sessions um, in which I help people identify which gifts Holy Spirit has given them and help them become activated, start using and operating those gifts. Um, and also most recently known for Kingdom Therapy, which is um, it's a, an experience, a virtual experience where I walk women through a process of developing supernatural discipline, supernatural motivation, and supernatural consistency so they can achieve their monthly goals that are God-breathed with an emphasis on the God-breathed part. Wow. First of all, you just called me out with that consistency. consistency <laughs> I'm like, that's me right there. <laughs> Go ahead and sign up because Lord knows I have been struggling, not going to lie. But um, that's amazing. So are those the titles of your books and where can people find them? Yeah, so the first book that I wrote is called Teach Supernaturally. I used to be a classroom teacher for some years, and so um, the administration and school district would always ask me how I got the results I did with kids. I was known for turning around behaviors in the school system and having kids kind of score out of the park. Um, and I worked in a public school. And so it was funny because when they would ask me, I would tell them I invite God into my classroom, which is like taboo for me to say in the school system. But when, once they saw my results, they didn't care what I did. It was like by any means necessary. And so the book basically teaches other teachers to do the same. Um, I've been um, told that it's a parenting book. A lot of parents have bought it to help them understand their kids. Um, it's very practical, very hands-on. Um, it's also used inside of group homes. I use it to train the staff of group homes who service youth that are involved in the juvenile justice system. Um, and that one's on Amazon and also on Barnes and Noble. And then the second book I have is actually an ebook. So the first one was a print book. Um, and the second one is an ebook. It's called Gifts of Holy Spirit. And um, that one is available in the link in my bio on Instagram, it's a separate website where you can purchase that one. And it's downloadable, super easy read, very practical. Um, and the purpose of it is so that you can start to identify your gifts immediately, and then you can start operating in them. Um, but then there's there are some people who are still kind of stuck once they read it, and they're like, well, can you kind of walk me through it? Can you coach me through it? And that's where the Gifts of Holy Spirit activation sessions came from. Awesome. So actually, I'm very happy that you brought that up because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, actually, spiritual um, spiritual gifts. So I kind of want to get into that a little bit more since that's what you really do focus on. So yes. what would you say, before I even start that though, can you say that everyone does have a gift, a, a spiritual gift from God? Absolutely. And so I focus on the gifts specifically that Holy Spirit gives out they're in 1 Corinthians 12. Mm -hmm. um, there's nine of them specifically. And that's a little different than spiritual gifts. 
So spiritual gifts are more so um, people might say like, oh, I have a gift of encouragement or I have a gift of administration or I have a gift of um, communication or something like that. Those are more spiritual gifts. But in 1 Corinthians 12, um, Abba breaks down that there are nine spiritual gifts that Holy Spirit gives out to all of his children. Um, and so, yes, all of us do have those gifts. And um, he, he also breaks down in terms of just like, how do you know, like, who gets what gifts? How can I get the same gifts that somebody else gives? It's all given by Holy Spirit's discretion. And he breaks that down in 1 Corinthians 12, um, where he talks about um, that he decides which gifts his children receive. So that's amazing. So since you said it, can you actually give us a brief overview of those gifts? Absolutely. So um, first there is, well, in no particular order at all, um, there's a gift of healings. And that's pretty self-explanatory, um, being able to lay hands on people and heal, also facilitating people's healing. Um, and so it's not just, a lot of people think of healing in terms of the physical piece of it, of, okay, this person has a fever and let me touch them and let the fever be gone. That is a possibility. And sometimes it does manifest itself in that way. But then there's also emotional healing, you know, the healing that people can't see. Um, there's also spiritual healing that needs to be done. And so it's bringing ourselves, our bodies back into a place of homeostasis, um, back to where we started, right? So once we kind of get involved in the world, some people, we take on dysfunction sometimes, you take on a level of toxicity. And so anytime you're moving the body, the mind, the spirit back into a level of homeostasis, you're, you're operating in that gift of healing. Wow. Um, so that's that one. And then there's the gift of miracles. And that one is where Holy Spirit will allow you to be a conduit of miracles. And a miracle is, you know, something that only God can do, right? right. Um, and so he uses that it's a, as a divine interruption to shift the atmosphere of things. And that comes through people. He does everything through people. And so a lot of times people will have this mindset of, um, you know, they'll pray for a miracle, pray for a miracle, and then kind of stand back and watch, not realizing that miracles come through us. Wow. He has, the way he set it up, the kingdom principle that he set up is that he uses people, which is why he had to send Christ to the earth because he only operates within the confines of human beings. So he had to send Christ to the earth so that he could, his will be done, that kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so sometimes we kind of uh, miss it, you know, miss it just a little bit because we think like, okay, I'm going to pray for this miracle and let me step out the way. Hmm. And he's able to do that, right? He can choose anybody that he wants to operate the miracle through, but why not throw yourself in there understanding that, okay, a miracle has to come through a person. Wow. So it gives you that opportunity to participate in it, which is awesome. It's, it's incredible. Um, so that's miracles. And then so there's- One second. So before you go on, we've done healing and we've done miracles. And for anyone listening, right? And they want to kind of just follow along. This is first Corinthians chapter 12, right? Yes. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. All right. So let's hear the others. Okay. So then there's also the gift of discerning spirits. And many people get this one, um, confused. They'll say like, I have the gift of discernment. Mm. When in actuality, there's really not a gift of discernment. If you look in First Corinthians 12, there's no, no 
listing of a gift of discernment, but there is a gift of discerning spirits. So discernment is just an ability that anybody has. You know, we all are able to discern between right and wrong and things like that. But the gift of discerning spirits, it's almost where Abba will pull back a veil an imaginary veil, right? Because there's a spiritual world that's in operation and there's also a physical world. So when you operate in the gift of discerning spirits, it's almost like he pulls back the veil for you to see what spirits are in operation in the spiritual realm. Wow. And so what that looks like, um, just practically, because I know people are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what that looks like practically is, um, you're given supernatural insight and knowledge to expose what's really going on, who's operating behind the scenes of a person. So you may meet a person and think like, oh, wow, like, you know, they're smiling. They appear, appear to be very friendly. They appear to be pretty nice. But then a person who operates in a gift of discerning spirits, they'll get a check in their spirit as, mm, something's not right something's a little different and it's not the not the gift of um <laughs> because some some people joke and say i have the gift of uh what do they call it assumption or um i forget what the wording is they use but it's not just like oh i got a hunch that something's not right it's holy spirit checks you exactly. get an impression on the inside of you that tells you there's something else at work there so that you you are able to proceed with caution you know it's yeah it's a because that, i feel like in the in the worldly era we'll hear things like bad vibes but it's like no this yeah. is really the holy spirit talking to you exactly exactly and it, it's so powerful because you're able to see demonic activity Wow. Um, it's, it helps people who operate, who work in deliverance ministries. So if you're able to discern spirits, you can kind of see what's going on before you approach, which is really important because if, if you're kind of thrown into deliverance work and you don't have the tools that you need, you don't understand yet how to use your second set of eyes, your spiritual eyes. Yeah. It can be super dangerous. Wow, that is good. Ooh, I'm taking notes, y'all. If y'all aren't taking notes, <laughs> then this is a taking notes episode, guys, because we get in this all for free. So let's <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and it, that one works both ways. You can also see angelic spirits as well. Mm. So some people will see, you know, a different manifestation where they where they see um angelic spirits. Yeah. Um, so that's also it can go both ways, but um, it's super, super um, critical and just important and beneficial if you operate in it because you you think about someone, um, let's say if you work in HR, right, and you're in charge of hiring and firing. Right. And if you operate in that gift, truly operate in the gift of discerning of spirits, he is, Holy Spirit is helping you to discern who to add on to the team and who to let go from the team. Wow. So that your your operation that you're running, your business that you're running is giving glory to Abba at the same time. You know, so you can use it. It's a very practical gift because some people are like, well, you know, you don't want to be out holier than thou. But no, you use it. You know, even in dating, when you're dating, if you have the gift of discerning spirits, you can, you know, check out, okay, let me see. Let me listen to the Holy Spirit and see what he's telling me about this this man or, you know, this woman. It's so beneficial, even when you're, um, I think it's some other practical things, when you're choosing a doctor, 
-hmm. you know, who's going to be your primary care when you're choosing a school for your child. Right. You know, you want to be able to have some background knowledge that is, is not going to be told to you. You know, because people will share what they want to share, right? They present themselves as how they want to present themselves. But when you operate in that gift, you get a glimpse behind the scenes of, let me show you what's really in operation here. I actually really am grateful that you made it practical because people don't look at it from that angle that you just brought it from. They think it's, um, you know, only when you're in the church or, but it's, this is practical day to day, how these gifts are being used. So actually, thank you for, for tying that together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I get sometimes it can kind of seem a little lofty, you right. know, even when you're choosing your church home, you want to make sure you're discerning the spirit of the one who is going to be um, pastoring your soul. Right, right. You know, you want to make sure that, that there's someone who is absolutely sent by Abba and not just somebody who's in it you know, for their own personal gain and profit. <laughs> um, so that's, what was that one? That was sure. Gifts of Discerning Spirits. Um, did, did I do the Gift of Faith yet? Nope, so far we've done Healing, Miracles, and Discerning Spirits. Okay, I'm trying to keep up here. I'm like, I'm trying to go through nine. <laughs> um, so Gift of Faith, um, it, it manifests when a person has an unusual portion of God's faith to accomplish his will. So it's a little different than we all have faith, right? I would say that he's given us, uh, given every man a measure of faith. That's in scripture. He's given us all a measure of faith. But the gift of faith is when someone has an unusual portion. So when I explain this one, I always go to someone like Dr. King. Mm. because Dr. King's faith, he saw it. He saw the unity of Blacks and Whites and Asians and Hispanics, and he saw the unity. He saw it, and he was able to hold fast and persevere to what Abba spoke to him, regardless of what was happening. Like, this man's house was getting blown up. His kids were in the house. You know, his wife was getting threatened. He was getting beat. You know, all these different types of things were happening. And some people look at him and think, like, why did he keep going? Like, what? You know, because Lord knows, if someone was doing that to me, I don't know. You know, I can't necessarily say I'd be okay with putting my children in harm's way. Or, you know. <laughs> some people actually but, start to think you're crazy. Like, let it go. You know, let the, let the idea go. But like you said, it's that faith the gift of faith exactly and he had that that gift he had the gift which allowed him to persevere no matter what wow. and so that's what what that one looks like and then you know there's also biblical examples you think of peter peter walked on water yeah. the rest of the disciples didn't walk on the water you know he he was of a different spirit he had the gift of faith yeah. um even noah you know, they had never seen rain at that time. It, was, it wasn't even a thing. But yet he was convinced that Abba's Holy Spirit told him, create the ark, build the ark, put these people on the ark, you know? Even Abraham, so, even Jesus himself, you know, like, like yes. good examples of faith, the gift of faith. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And so it, it manifests in, in people who do the, what appears to be very crazy, what appears to not make sense, what yeah. appears to defy logic, <laughs> yeah. all of that. Um, and then there's the gift of words of knowledge, which is super powerful. Um, so words of knowledge, 
Um, a lot of people kind of think words of knowledge is what prophecy is or, well, I'll get into that in a minute, but okay, so let me explain. Words of knowledge is when Holy Spirit transmits specific knowledge to you on something you would otherwise have no ability to know about with your limited intelligence. And it can pertain to the past or the present, right? So yeah. it, it's information that you received that you didn't get from yourself. Mm. It had to be God. It had to be Holy Spirit that spoke it. So for example, um, and just a very practical example, right? Um, I was in a store one time and I was just, you know, shopping, mind my business, just, <laughs> you know, buying stuff I shouldn't be buying. <laughs> and, um, there was this woman that was in the store and Holy Spirit kept highlighting me to her. And I was trying not to focus on her because I honestly just wanted to be in the store, like shopping and buying things. I didn't have any business buying, <laughs> but he kept highlighting me to her. And then he started speaking to me, giving me words of knowledge about her that she, this woman didn't even speak to me, not once in the store, but he started speaking to me about what she was dealing with. And unfortunately, she was um, experiencing thoughts of suicide and um, depression, not wanting to be on the earth anymore, that type of thing. And so there's no way I could have known that about her. Number one, I didn't know her at all. Yeah. She didn't speak to me at all. So it's when, when Holy Spirit gives you information that you would not know on your own, and it's for the purpose of glorifying him. So in that moment, her prayer may have been, God, if you're real, let somebody come up to me and compliment me. Wow. And that would have taken care of it. You know, he gave me the information not to go over her to say, oh my gosh, like, why are you thinking about, so God just told me that you're thinking about, you know, because then it gets really weird, right? That's like, ooh, good point. Yeah, because a lot of people tend to think like that, like, okay, did you go over to her and say, oh my gosh, God told me that you're thinking about killing yourself. Mm. No, it, that's not, that's not my business at all. He gave me the information and he just wanted me to show him to her. So it may just be, oh wow, your shirt is really nice. Yeah. And that would have taken care of her prayer. God, show me if you're real, let somebody compliment my shirt today. Wow. Just crazy. like that, you know, or God, if you're real, let this woman who's walking with this pink shirt on smile at me. Mm. And so it, it's that simple um, in terms of practicality, how it works, you know, whenever he gives you information and, it, and it's not because I used to in the beginning when I used to operate in it, it was overwhelming to me because everywhere I would go, I would get really heavy information about people. And I'm like, oh. I don't want this. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> this is overwhelming. But then once I, he started to show me, this is not about you, Tasha. It's not about you. It's about you showing me to my children, the ones who don't believe in me, the ones who are having difficulty right now. And there's so many other examples, like, oh my goodness, there's so many other examples that he's done where he'll just drop information on me. And I'm like, what? Like, where did, you know, or he'll tell you to go somewhere. 
and you not thinking like, you know, why would I go there? Like, right, yeah. why would I do that? You know, and then you get there and it, he confirms why, you know, he had, there was someone specific that, yeah, that he wanted them to give you some money once you got there. There was something that he, an opportunity that he wanted you to meet. So yeah, get, uh, words of knowledge is powerful. That is so powerful. Um, and then let's see what else. Uh, I did. We've done healing, miracles, discerning spirits, faith, and words of knowledge. Okay, okay. Prophecy. I didn't do prophecy, so I'll do prophecy because that one's um, a lot of people have the understanding that that's a little similar to words of knowledge. Yeah. Um, so. Prophecy is when you get a direct word from God to give someone else to edify them. And basically, you know, edification is lifting them up to build them up. Um, it's for comforting them. And that's broken down when you study it in First Corinthians. Um, a lot of people think that, oh, somebody's going to prophesy. Somebody prophesied over me that, you know, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. And it's something bad. That's how you know it's not prophecy because he specifically says in 1 Corinthians that prophecy is to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. Wow. And so the purpose of it is to encourage. And a lot of times, um, well, every time, he will confirm it either on the front end or the back end. So it may be that the person has already heard from God that, um, that they're going to be operate with like work with small children mm -hmm. and then someone will come along and they'll they'll prophesy that into their life like I don't know you know I feel like God is showing me that you're going to work with small children wow. and it's a confirmation right it's yeah. it's to build them up it's to encourage them and what they what God already spoke to them and then sometimes it happens to where um, a person will tell someone you know what I feel like God is showing me that you're you're going to work with small children and then later on, it'll be confirmed through multiple people. But it, it always, he always confirms it. He always confirms it. Always. Um, and it's not uh, fortune telling, because a lot of people have that misconception of like, well, what's the difference between a prophet and a psychic, you know? Um, but prophecy is different from a prophet. There's an office, a position of a prophet, you know, what you see in the Old Testament. And then prophecy, a person who's operating in the gift of prophecy, is basically um, giving a de direct word from God, sharing God's heart with a person. So, and, and prophecy is something that is very, uh, is a very common topic in the body of Christ, just because I feel like some people are always seeking um, prophecies or prophets. Mm -hmm. And so it can get a little bit... Um, Sometimes it gets a little bit hectic just because of, we, you know, we've heard things about false prophets, but quickly, mm -hmm. um, because I, I think I, I love this topic of prophecy for people. I don't want to like go off topic, but can prophecy be, you know, can you receive prophecy through dreams or is that a whole different thing? Like how, how can people receive prophecies? So um, when you're, receiving things in your dreams that's more of words of knowledge oh okay see i'm glad you cleared that up yeah so holy spirit will give you a word of knowledge in your sleep give you some information that you didn't otherwise know 
um, and then that may come to pass in real life. Um, but prophecy is, is literally when someone is sharing God's heart with you. They're in that moment, they're sharing space, almost like um, when you screen share with someone, right. you're like, oh, okay, I see what you see. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, except you're doing it with our Heavenly Father's heart. Wow. He decides, like, you know what? I'm going to share space with Amanda today. I'm going to share heart space with her. Let me share what's on my heart for Tasha. Mm-hmm. And then you would prophesy into my life. Okay. And so it does have to be tested. He does tell us very specifically to test every spirit. He does tell us that. So you have to be careful um, that you're not receiving a prophecy that is not from Abba, because a lot of people will do that. Yep, that that is true. So that's good, guys. I hope you guys are keeping up. Um, We've done healing, miracles, discerning spirits faith, words of knowledge, and now we've just been prophecies, so we have just a few left, but I'm excited. Yeah, and so, okay, there's gift of wisdom, um, and gift of wisdom is, it's basically like the ability to apply knowledge to a specific situation, mm. um, so like knowledge is different than wisdom, right? You have knowledge, which is like, uh, you have a manual for a bookcase, And then wisdom is the application of what you understood from the manual. Right. So a person who um, operates in this gift, um, they're able to to speak to different situations in a way that um, like an, an everyday person wouldn't. So, you know, an everyday person operates in their, their, out of their senses, their basic five senses and logic and common sense and all of that. But a person who's operating in wisdom, supernatural wisdom, has is receiving insight that's from Holy Spirit on how to do a specific thing. So even Noah, when he was building the ark, he was operating in the gift of wisdom. Right. Because how how could he, you know, how do you want one man to build this ark? Yeah, no, they'd never seen the ship. Yeah, exactly. Or even, um, even something even more practical. Um, you think about court cases, right? If someone is wrongfully accused in the court of law, mm-hmm. and you have a um, an attorney who operates in the gift of wisdom, who knows exactly, he receives uh, Holy Spirit like strategy on how to walk through it and navigate the court case so that this person can get off. Yeah. That's the gift of wisdom. Wow. Or you think about um, a pilot, right? A pilot who's flying a plane and all of a sudden the engine goes out. Oh Lord. And your natural tendency is to panic or either do what you've been taught in school. But what if what you've been taught in school doesn't work? Right. Holy Spirit is there to give you specific strategy on how to save an entire plane of people. Mm. You know, he may tell you to pull up in a certain way or, you know, I don't really know plain terminology, yeah, no. but <laughs> <laughs> Girl, we get you. We're following. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or even you think about things like 9-11, you know, um, and being a person who was operating in the gift of wisdom at that time and how they may have been able to get out or maneuver differently in order that more people could get, you know, 
save their lives be saved. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's it's very practical. Very practical. Is that how many is that? Eight. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up. Um, I did wisdom. I did prophecy. Oh, I didn't do tongues. Speaking oh, okay. in tongues. Uh-huh. Yes. And so this one has a bad rap. Um, because a lot of people are like, speaking in tongues, you know, Holy Spirit taking over you, and you can't, you don't have control anymore. So speaking in tongues is as a kingdom kid, as a believer in Christ, it's our native language. Mm. It's the language we spoke before our first earthly language. Wow. And so it's our birthright. Every believer can speak in tongues. You ask for it. Every believer can speak in tongues. Ask for it. Wow. You just ask for it. And the benefit of it, well, let me break down a little bit how it works. Um, Cause I want to, clear up the misconceptions you have the ability to turn it on and to turn it off just like if you know i'm currently speaking english right now if i wanted to switch into spanish i can turn it on and turn it off if i wanted to switch into um portuguese i can turn it on and turn you know it's just like any other language you have the ability to turn it on and turn it off and then also there's scripture that backs that. I would say he does everything in decency and in divine order. So people who think like, oh, Holy Spirit took over me and I couldn't do anything and I just couldn't stop speaking in tongues and I couldn't. He said he does everything in decency and in divine order. So you have the ability to, to turn it off and to turn it on. That's good. So, so that it's not scary. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do it. And it's scary and he's going to take over. <laughs> um but it it's so beneficial um because when you speak in tongues abba says you speak in mysteries Mm. you speak what you don't even understand unless he's giving you the gift of interpretation which i'll talk about next but um you don't understand it and it's completely okay but in the spiritual realm they understand it. Even the enemy, Satan does not understand when you speak in tongues. Right. It's the only language that you can speak that he does not understand. So it's like, why doesn't everybody want to speak in tongues? Are you kidding me? You know, that gives you such an advantage against the enemy. Um, and just in terms of like practical examples, um, let's say, um, I'll, I'll give you an example of, one woman that I worked with, her husband, um, her husband was out at work and she was getting ready to get in the shower. And then all of a sudden she felt the impression, that unction, that Holy Spirit was like, start speaking in tongues, start praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. And she kind of, she was kind of hesitant, like, well, why would I do that? Like, I'm about to get in the shower. This is weird, you know? And it, and that's how it comes. It always seems very odd and strange. And it's like, well, nothing about Abba is normal, y'all. You know that. He walks on, he's talking about get on the water and walk. Like, like, yeah, like just become comfortable with the uncomfortable. You're not normal. We're not normal. We are supernatural. He said we're in the world, but we're not of it. We are sent here to shift, you know, to bring the kingdom here. So we have to really normalize the fact that we are not normal, y'all. It's okay. (laughs) Um, But back to the story. So 
after, you know, a little bit of hesitancy, she eventually gave in and she was just like, she started speaking in tongues and the feeling became heavier and heavier and she kept speaking in tongues. And then once she felt the burden kind of lifting off her, she said, as soon as she finished, her husband called her and said that they were in an accident and there was a, um, like an 18 wheeler, but it missed them. Like by the smallest amount, it missed them. And she was like, wow. you wouldn't believe, like, I just, you know, and she explained it to him, but that's what speaking in tongues can do. You can shift wow. what's happening in the spiritual atmosphere, which the enemy does not understand. Mm -hmm. So he can't come against what you're praying. If you're praying in English, he can come against that. Wow. But when you're praying in the spirit, her husband could have been gone. But because she was obedient and spoke in tongues, she shifted the atmosphere and now she still has her husband. Pray God. Oh my goodness. God is so good. I'm so glad you you're we're talking about this because a lot of people think that only certain people can speak in tongues. And the fact that you're emphasizing that all of us have the right to do so as children of God is so good because we don't get taught that a lot of us don't get taught this in, you know, coming up in church. We just see maybe our grandmothers or our mothers speaking in tongues. But no, like we can be out here doing it as well. So that is so good. Yeah, absolutely. And you, to kind of build up your faith for it, I would suggest reading the book of Acts because then tongues came, was released on everyone that was there. Mm -hmm. Everyone that had faith to receive it. Yeah. It's, your, it's your language. You got to take your language. Got to take it. And it's funny because that's one of the areas in the church that's just highly contested the most, right? People always talk about like, no, you can't have tongues. You can't have tongues. Yeah. Of course, the enemy doesn't want you to know that you can speak in tongues. <laughs> of course, he would draw tons of confusion to the area of speaking tongues. Right. You know, which is why people have this stereotype of like, oh, it's scary. I don't want to do it. You know, of course, the enemy would make you think that. But it's completely we'll have a whole episode on that one day because the misconceptions are real. And after mm. hearing that story, I'm like, listen, because I don't speak in tongues because I've always just Girl, you get to I'm not gonna lie, like a lot of people feel like well, you know, it's weird, it's awkward, what am I saying? What am I doing? And you know, but okay, we're we going to circle back to this one day because this is real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'll add another, you know, another layer of demystifying it. So um, tongues is te technically not supposed to be spoken in public settings. Mm. Right. And he speaks about that in First Corinthians. Because a lot of times when you see pastors and people speaking in tongues, they do it in the public. But in First Corinthians, it talks about how speaking in tongues corporately in the public confuses unbelievers yeah unless there's an and interpreter it does. exactly unless there's an interpreter that's present yeah it confuses it says very clearly it says that it confuses unbelievers confuses them and so it's our private prayer language it's meant to be spoken between you and abba it's our private prayer language you know, and like you said, if there's someone who is able to, who operates in that gift of interpreting um, tongues, which it's self-explanatory, you, you receive a download of um, almost like a translation yeah. somewhat of what is being spoken. 
and that's um, what edifies you know everyone that's there exactly exactly and if that piece isn't there for the interpretation there's no edification that takes place and it's left in confusion right the enemy is the prince of confusion right satan is the prince of confusion which is why he says, if there's not an interpreter, do not do it publicly. Because unbelievers, people that don't understand, are going to be confused. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a powerful gift. It really is. I encourage everyone to speak in tongues. I do. Once I found out what tongues could do, I said, listen, <laughs> give me my language. <laughs> Man, you're not lying. You're not lying. Because like I said... Um, the misconceptions are just surrounding it, but you, you're right. And we, hopefully one day we can talk about it because it's a whole, yes. whole other topic on its own. So. Yes, I would love to. I would love to. I think I ran through them. There's gift of healings. I did that. Miracles, discerning spirits, faith, words of knowledge, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy. Yep, and, and I did wisdom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there are about <laughs> nine, and all of all of these gifts are just you know amazing. But how do we? So if we're one individual and someone's listening to this and they're like, "Wow, all of these gifts," does each person get a specific gift? Because we already started off saying that everyone gets a gift. How do you tap into that? How do you know? Because some people just truly, genuinely don't know. Yeah. So you're saying, you're asking, how do you know if you have one? Well, no. How do you know which gift you have? So there's different signs for each of them. Um, different things that you can kind of pick up on. And that's what I do with the activation sessions. I kind of speak to ask you about your different experiences. And then I actually, it's funny because when I do the gifts of Holy Spirit activation sessions, I'm operating in the gift that Holy Spirit has given me, which is words of knowledge. And so when I go into it, I ask him, Holy Spirit revealed to me which gifts you've given your child. And then once they start speaking to me about their experiences and I'll, I'll listen to them and then I'll also listen to Holy Spirit and he'll tell me like, okay, this is this, this is not that, this is this, this is not, you know, and then I can kind of pull out and identify, okay, this is the specific one that he's showing me that you operate in and let's talk about getting you activated, you know, and also a lot of getting you activated, um, which is just a fancy word for getting you to start operating the gift more um, on a daily basis a lot of it has to do with your awareness of it. You know, like a lot of the gifts that I have, I knew I had them since I was a little girl, but I didn't have language for them. Wow. So I didn't have any clue that Holy Spirit gave out gifts. I didn't know that there were nine of them. None of that. I just knew when I was very young, there were experiences that I had that when I shared them with my friends, they were like, (laughs) what like no you never had that so then I would think like okay this is for a while I didn't even share things because I thought everybody else was experiencing the same thing so I didn't share anything and then once I got to an age where I was a little more vocal I would start sharing like oh this happened and this happened or even when I was in high school one of my my best friend um she would kind of I would start to share experiences with her and she'd be like, mm, 
never had that <laughs> so then i became curious you know but a lot of the gifts that you have you've been operating in them since you were little you, you just, just don't have language for it yet so then if that's the case what what is the importance or urgency or if there is any importance or urgency in christians to begin operating in their gifts yes i'm so glad you said that um it's funny because last year um 2020 at the beginning of the year when everyone was saying like 2020 is the year of vision mm -hmm. abba told me that 2020 was the year of alignment wow and he said his kids are out of alignment they need wow. to get back into alignment and i'm like oh okay i didn't really know what that meant but then once the pandemic hit he started speaking to me about gifts of Holy Spirit. My kids are out of alignment. They don't know what gifts they have. They're not operating in the gifts. So wow. I'm like, what? like, okay. So then once I started to, and it's very critical for where we are in terms of the time period right now, um, because of what's happening. There's a lot happening, you know, physically with the pandemic, but there's so much more that's happening in the spiritual realm yeah. that most people are not seeing. But if you operate in the gift of discerning spirits, you've been given that gift, you, you're already, you already have a heads up on a lot of things that haven't happened yet. Hmm. For those who operate in the gift of faith, like faith and the gift of healings, as many people, you know, sadly, that have passed away from COVID, so many people would still be here if the kids were operating in their gift. Wow. There's so many of us that have the gift of healing and are not using it. Wow. And it's like, this is what the gifts are for. They're for the edification of the body. It's for the, the benefit of the body of Christ. So when someone operates in that gift of healing, even, um, you know, doctors and nurses, for those who are, you know, kingdom kids and they operate in the gift of healings, they're able to touch people that are in the hospitals, breathe, you know, touch their um, respiratory systems and resurrect them back to life. And that's even something too, right? Because he said that um, he's given us the ability to raise the dead. Mm -hmm. That goes with gift of miracles too. And it's like, we have to be the conduits instead of looking to, you know, some people look to the government of like, okay, who's going to fix this? Oh, remember he sent us to this earth, just like he sent Christ to this earth. We're not of this earth. He sent us here to shift the environment. He said, thy kingdom come, my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're here to do. Bring his kingdom here on the earth. And so it's, it's so imperative for us to be aware of what we operate in because it gives us an advantage yeah. that we naturally have. You know, I liken it to kind of, um, if you think of Marvel superheroes and stuff mm -hmm. like that, um, and I know it's like little kidsy, but <laughs> it's a perfect analogy because we, the gifts of Holy Spirit are like synonymous with, superpowers you have the gift of healing just like superman has um i don't know what does he have like x-ray vision flying stuff like that kingdom kids have a set of nine different gifts that we use for our advantage in the on the earth 
So basically, y'all, we're the Avengers. We are the Avengers. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. As crazy as that sounds, it is exactly who we are. So just to ask one last question, though, because, you know, we're hearing all of this and many people will hear it, but do you think that fear or unbelief can hold people back from their gifts? Or do you think that no matter what, their gifts will be able to come through? Because what if some people are, they may think they, or they know they have the gift of healing, but they're just too afraid because, you know, they, they feel like, what if it doesn't happen? Then I'll look crazy. I'll look like I just made it up. How do you overcome those kind of thoughts? Yeah, so it's about, the, so there's a couple things, right? meditating on the word which speaks to your identity right because you talk you said the fear of like what if what if what if remember i was said he has not given us a spirit of fear mm-hmm. but of power of love and of a sound mind and that just can't be a scripture that you mentally assent to it has to be a revelation that you receive right. i do not have a spirit of fear it's foreign to my body it's wow. as foreign as a fish being able to fly. They cannot do it. I mean, there are some fish that fly, but you know what I mean. The regular fish. <laughs> it's that foreign, right? So you have to really meditate on that and allow it to become a part of who you are. He has not given me a spirit of fear. So I have to let go of that. And then also he talks about in his word, um, a double-minded man shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. So you can't have one foot in of like, okay, what if it works? Wait, 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 what if it doesn't work? What if it works? What if it doesn't work? Because he said a double-minded man shall not expect to receive anything from him. And then the other part of it that I encourage people is that you have to understand that the responsibility is not up to you. Mm. Holy Spirit has given you the gift. Holy Spirit is responsible for it working. Wow. You're responsible for being obedient. Yep. You're just a vessel. Yes. Mm -hmm. If he says, lay the hands on this person, you lay the hands. Don't think about how am I going to heal this person? Because it's not about you. You're not going to do anything. You're just laying the hand. And you got to trust in him that he's taking care of it. And so that's where like, you kind of got to work the pride out, right? Because that's a, a bit of a pride. It's like, well, how, how am I going to do this? Which is understandable because it's just our natural tendency. Like, how am, how am I? Like, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't, you know? And he's like, it's not about you. It's not about you. At the, you know, the baseline of it is if he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. So like, exactly. there's no in between, right? Like, so that, that is what it is. Exactly. Um, but this has been, first of all, I feel like now I, I, I've taken my notes, but I need to go and digest. I need to go and read. I need to go and, you know, study because it is so important for us to live out these gifts. Like, this is what we're here for. This is why we're given them, you know, not just for the fun of it. Um, for, so for us to not be fully walking in and using those gifts, it's almost like we're doing a disservice. So so happy for all of the information that you've shared, but I would like for you to share your social media again, because I know that people are going to need to tap into this, reach out to you and, you know, just work with you on these areas. Yes. So on Instagram, I'm at Tasha teaches truth. 
Um, simple as that. <laughs> At Tasha Teaches Truth. And I share a ton of information. Um, I demystify a lot because there's a lot of erroneous teaching that's going on in the church. And some of it is um, intentional and some of it is just, you know, we just don't know, right? Yeah. Like we've been taught a certain way. We've kept up with a certain tradition, not realizing that when you sit and you allow Abba to and Holy Spirit as well to reveal things to you in the scriptures, like, oh, what do you mean to tell me what I thought? Wait, so they taught me this, but really, you know, so I do a lot of that, a lot of eye opening um, because I was in that place before where I carried tradition because like, oh, well, they said that, uh, Christ's name is this, or they said that, um, you know, because he was born in a manger that he's poor. They said that I need to be humble and humility also looks like me being poor, you know, just a lot of different things like that. So I try to bring clarity. That's my goal to just shine a light on the word so that people can digest it and receive it and start to walk in their identity as kingdom kids yeah so we can get to work and do what we supposed to do here avengers <laughs> i love it i love it so that's Tasha teaches truth guys i'm gonna put her information also in the show notes of this episode tasha i really do appreciate you coming here and just dropping some knowledge on us because we need it like as you know we as believers we need to constantly edify and just improve in ourselves so thank you so much for this you guys know thank that you can, me. oh no problem no problem um you guys know that you can follow confessions of a christian chick on instagram or send an email to confessions of a christian chick at gmail.com and we'll catch you guys on the next episode bye